Welcome back, everyone, to this week's Torah for the Earth audio essay. I'm your host, Charlie Forbes, and this week I'll be addressing the dual portion of Parashat Nitzavim, meaning standing, and Parashat Vayelech, meaning and he went, or in this case, Moshe went. In this calendar year, during the year of 5780, this dual portion is read the week before Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, on the 23rd of Elul. This is traditionally a time when we begin reflecting upon the previous year, renewing our inner emotions and feelings, and praying for forgiveness. In Ashkenaz communities, this coming week is a time when we say slichot, which are penitential prayers of supplication that are said in preparation for the Days of Awe, a period that's also known as the Ten Days of Repentance. But it's worthwhile to note that in the Sephardic tradition, slichot are said from the beginning of the month of Elul, which corresponds with the new year of the animals, the new year for the domesticated animals, in Hebrew known as Rosh Hashanah la Behemot. Traditionally, this is a time when we're encouraged to check the kosherness of our tefillin, mezuzot, and all of the ritual items that are made from animals. We also blow the shofar, which is made from the horn of a kosher animal. But in particular, it's an important time as we are reflecting upon the integrity of our own actions that we also think about the animals that play an integral role in our physical and spiritual evolution. Even Sifrei Torah, Torah scrolls, are traditionally made from animal skins, so our reading, our learning, our ritual life, and our physical and spiritual nourishment are entwined with the lives of animals. Having this type of an awareness can help reinforce the notion that we're all interconnected, which is an essential step towards the cultivation of an ecological consciousness. The bulk of Parashat Nitzavim is the final part of Moshe's last address to the Jewish people. His life is at its end. He's reached the final stages, the apex of his spiritual journey, and has already been told by Hashem that he cannot cross the Jordan. Even after the long rebuke in the previous portion, this is from last week in Parashat Kitavo, chapter 28, which is a sobering section of the Torah known as the admonition, which contains no less than 98 curses, Moshe warns about the dangers of idolatry and the exilic consequences that will result if the Jewish people turn away from Hashem. But this portion also includes some of the most fundamental precepts of Judaism, the unity of Israel, freedom of choice, and the practicality of Torah. One of the most magnificent and revealing verses is where Moshe speaks about the very nature of the Torah. This is in chapter 30, verse 14. He says, quote, It is not hidden from you. It is not in heaven, nor is it across the sea. Rather, the matter is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart, to perform it, end quote. The power of the Torah is not off in some other place. It's here, now, with you, with us, and with the earth. Throughout many Jewish texts, the sages speak about the jealousy of the angels. For example, the Balshemtov once wrote about the jealousy of Archangel Michael, 
and what the angel would give up just to be able to perform a mitzvah. In the Talmud, we read about a conversation that Moshe is having with the angels about why the Torah is given to the people of the earth. And the explanation involves the sanctification, the celebration involved in the transformation of the material world, which is, from a traditional rabbinic point of view, accomplished through the mitzvot. In the Mishnah, this is in Pirkei Avot, chapter 4, we read, quote, One hour of repentance and good deeds in this world is better than the entire life of the world to come, end quote. A corporeal existence, a life of the body, of physical form, and of the earth, is where we find the wonder and beauty of the Torah. This is an amazing idea that the beings we call in to guard us when we sleep, the four malachim that we feel around us every time we study Torah, are jealous of us. The Torah is there to help us understand how to be human, how to inspire the heart and the mind, and how to direct the sincerity of our actions in the physical world. Our humanness is one and the same with that of the earth and the earth community, where we're given two clear paths. First, the life and the good, or second, death and evil. This is chapter 30, verse 15. The way of the Torah is the way of life, and that is a choice that fights for the health of the earth. As Moshe gathered the people of Israel, we read that they were standing firm, together. We have an obligation to stand strong as a community and support one another in the path of life. Central to this idea is a concept known as arvut, which means responsibility. This is a concept that is held in relation to social equality. The parashah begins by listing people from all different walks of life, from all different social positions, each with different roles. And the emphasis is on full participation of all the people, women and men from all segments of the community, in the ceremony that establishes the covenant between Hashem and Israel. Within the academic field of religion and ecology, there's an ongoing discussion about the relationship between ecological justice and social justice. This is because degrees of environmental impacts correlate to socioeconomic gradients, and this can manifest in a number of ways. For example, a majority of the people most severely impacted by the effects of climate change are the poor and those in underprivileged communities. A disproportionate amount of those people are in the third world, where sea level rise, drought, and famine have already presented very serious challenges. Social justice is an important precept for the way we approach ecological progress and a shared sensitivity for the earth. The inclusiveness of all people from all walks of life, from all different social strata, is a unique feature of the Moab Covenant. It's testament to the idea that our earthly path is a path of synergy, unity, and affinity for all peoples that stand together in defense of life. On the last day of his life, before the Jewish people are set to enter the land, Moshe brings together everyone to emphasize the importance of responsibility. And perhaps this was to impress, just one last time, how equality 
is a critical vehicle of justice. In Parashat Vayelech, which is the shortest portion in the Torah, the mitzvah of Hako is given. Hakel means gather. Every seven years, on the first day of Chol HaMoed, the intermediate days of Sukkot, the entire people of Israel were commanded to gather at the Holy Temple to listen to the king read from the book of Deuteronomy. This was to be done on the first year of the Shemitah cycle, so immediately after the sabbatical year. Traditionally, this was a practice that was done to bring everyone together to hear Torah and to read it as a national affirmation of its principles. But I'd like to highlight the significance of Hakel after the sabbatical year. It's no coincidence that the people were commanded to come together during a harvest festival after the land is allowed to rest. During this period, the earth and creation is given the opportunity to renew itself, and we too must renew our minds and our collective intentions with the new cycle. Traditionally, Hakel is meant to reaffirm the centrality of the Torah in the life of the Jewish people. But in doing so, we must once again stand together. This year, this Rosh Hashanah, we enter into the year 5781, the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. So next year, 5782, is the sabbatical year. This is a wonderful time to start thinking about agricultural rest as a precursor for environmental change. Shemitah is a sabbatical law, but it's also a consciousness, a conceptual reality that's there even when you think you're absent from it. So ask yourself what you can do in preparation for the sabbatical year to help create the ecological conditions that honor unity, equality, and life the way of the Torah. Thank you all for listening. I wish you all a sweet and happy new year. That's all for now, and I'll catch you next week.